0: Uh, we're going to get into our last installment at least for this particular time and season for relationship boot camp and today we're going to hit communication. we we'll spend some time talking about communication. Again, uh, we can probably spend the whole year on a relationship boot camp. There's so many different aspects of it and and some things we, we've covered, reemphasized from past boot camps, or so some things we didn't, but all the archive videos are out there with maybe a little more detail about uh, communications, gender differences, and, uh, you know, personality types and different things that we're talking about. Even in this uh, communication segment, we're going to hit as much as we can in this short period of time. Because what we've discovered is communication is, uh, as much as it is essential, it's. Uh, Glory to God. It's, um, <laughs> he's doing a mic check. Hallelujah. Uh, You're
1: exactly
2: right, Pastor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> as, as, as much as it is essential, it's um, just as difficult. You know, just as difficult. You know, even as you, you know, and and not just with uh, couples and marriages, but family. You know, you can, you're going on vacation. The the purpose of being on vacation is have a good time, right? Everybody want to have a good time. You know, just being in the car on the way to the vacation. Why they put this here? Well, I don't know why they put it. Well, what they did, and and full-blown, everybody going at it, Right? And then the parents are getting on the kids. Y'all need to get along. Then y'all riding along together, having your wonderful husband and wife conversation. Excuse me. Uh,
2: if you have your phones, if you could put them on uh, airplane mode, that would be great. Our technician just informed us.
0: See, while I'm talking, we don't need to be talking about airplane mode. See, that's what be happening while you're driving, right? Uh, so uh, but that, that, that's the whole point. Like you have misunderstanding. And so you could be driving like so that's not what I meant. Well, that's not what I was trying to say. Well, that's mm-hmm. not what I meant. And it could be just something simple as before when we get to the hotel, we're we going to sleep first or are we going to Disney first. And that can turn into something crazy just on how people communicate, have conversations. Even friendships, you know you have good good friends and and you get to this point like, you know, that's my best friend. This 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 is my cat. And then, you know, they say something and Meaning well, but you're like, what you trying to say? You know, what you mean by that? And all of a sudden, that, that's a, a misunderstanding. Remember the friends that you thought was going to be with you all your life? What happened? Yeah. But but I'm saying, if you track yourself back to certain situations, it was a
1: misunderstanding.
0: Yeah. You know? Mm. And then, you know, you try to get get people to understand in the moment, and it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse.
2: And a misunderstanding is a... Understanding that was missed.
0: Exactly. Right. So, so it's just you know. So simple. That's simple. So hopefully we'll (laughs) hopefully we'll help today with uh, uh, just talking about some uh, effective ways to communicate.
2: All right. So speaking of which, uh, communication communication is uh, basic or effective communication is the ability to clearly transmit and absorb accurately convey and comprehend thoughts, views, ideas, and convictions of another. Mm-hmm. I need to say that again. Communication is the ability, effective communication, so anybody can communicate, but effective communication is the ability to clearly transmit and absorb. So you got one, you're transmitting, you're talking. The other is you're absorbing what's being said to you. But you're, you're, you're doing this accurately convey and uh, comprehend, Thoughts, views, ideas, and convictions of another. The effort or effect, I'm sorry, the effect of my words have on a person or someone else and the effect that someone else's word has on me. So we gotta be mindful of that. What are my words? How is it affecting the people that I'm talking to? Then the person who's talking to me, they need to be concerned about how their words are affecting me. We must ask ourselves, are we communicating effectively under pressure? That's really big right there because under pressure when there's a heated situation, that's usually the time when you're off in your communication. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. See, the interesting mm-hmm. thing is, is when you think about the effect my words mm-hmm. have on someone else and the effect their words have on me, you notice we didn't say the words by themselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's once those words go out, they're going to have an effect. Yeah. And so... I think sometimes we're so focused on our right or focused on, we'll get to that later, mm-hmm. but focused on maybe our clarity, our intellect, that we're not realizing once it touches that person, it has an effect. So you may have to redo or adjust how you communicate so they can absorb it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to how I was growing up, as long as it's, I believed it was the truth, that's my only responsibility. So I throw it out at you, take it or leave it. And I walk, I go about my business, Mm -hmm. not realizing I was cutting, crushing, um, and destroying people along the way, you know, because I, effect never was a consideration.
2: You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, oftentimes just being vigilant when you're talking to somebody, because you could talk to somebody, and if if all of a sudden I see, like, if you you and I are talking, and all of a sudden you see me with a perplexed look, Mm -hmm. like. Or, you know, how we, we get faces. Those are usually indicators. And sometimes we have to pay attention to those because those are the times that we can make some of these adjustments that we're going to talk about um, as, we, as we communicate.
0: That's good. And so some of this starts with what we call patient communication. Mm-hmm. It starts out to, to really have an effect, a, a great exchange is patient communication. And so the Bible tells us to be slow to speak. Mm. quick to listen and slow to wrath, right? So, but it takes a lot of patience in my exchange to be slow because what? I want to jump to the point, Right. I want you to get to the point, and I want to be understood quick. So sometimes it's hard to take my time to make sure it's understood, right? And then uh, let's look here at James chapter three.
1: three.
0: Now we're going we're to hit James chapter three probably a few times today um, because it's essential to operating in an effective communication. So it says, verse 17, James chapter 3, verse 17. It says, uh, the, wind, the wisdom that descended from above. Oh, uh, the wisdom. This, this wisdom. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm at. sorry. I was in the wrong. Oh, but I was, I was too. At, I, was, <laughs> I was at 15. So I was I'm sorry, too. 17. Okay. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable. Look, the, it's first pure. So it's untainted, then peaceable, gentle, look, and easy to be entreated, easily absorbed, full of mercy, and good fruits, we know the fruits of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffered faith, goodness, gentleness, meekness, and temp- temperance, look, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. And so, so this is the interesting thing is we have either right thoughts or interesting perspectives or angles but without filtering it through wisdom. Mm. And so patient communication is going to start with operating at a level of wisdom. There's nothing wrong with the exchange. Isaiah 118, it says, uh, let us reason together. Yeah. So even God said, hey, state your, if you study that out, it says, state your case. Put it on the table. Now, God already knows what? I'm all wise, I'm right. So why would he even ask yourself, why is God wasting his time with you stating your case? Right. He's right. So if he wasn't operating a patient communication, he'd be like, you don't even need to say nothing. I'm God, I know everything. Just listen, shut up and listen, <laughs> right? But no, God even says, go ahead, state your case. I wanna hear at least what you have to communicate. And then my comeback is not gonna be, you finished? Mm. Now you need to listen. No, my comeback is going to be okay. Based on what you just said, now let me let me let's go with what you just said, and now I want to use what you just said for you to understand what I was trying to tell you the whole time. See, we have to do that in our exchanges too. Uh, Romans two seven talks about patient continuance. It talks about operating in patient continuance. So sometimes we're we are in a rush to be right, or prove we're not wrong. And so we can't be patient in in listening to the other person because they're getting, they're they're taking up our time. Now the more I listen to you, the more you're taking up my time where where you can hear that I'm right or you can hear that I'm not wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you could just be quiet and listen to me, then when when you finish listening to me, you'll understand I was right or I wasn't wrong. No, it's, a, it's an exchange. We have to have patience. So we, 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 we have to. Did you have a thought there before I do this one?
2: Yeah, I do have a thought. Um, we got to get back to caring. Really, think about it. When you meet somebody, it's almost like you care about what they say. You're listening to what they're saying. You know, you're being very watchful of what you say. Because why? You care. And sometimes we can we can get so caught up in uh, our way or it's the highway, and as opposed to you know what I really care about you, you know when you when you uh, care about somebody, it's special attention, you know what I mean. And so we got to get back to caring for one another. Mm. I, I, that just that really came to me as you were talking
0: because you can't be patient. You, if You, you and here's to do that. the
2: thing, you have the ability to do it. Because you you cared about the person when you first met them. Man, you was all in their face. What you saying, baby? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're
0: no, all. No, look, look, can't <laughs> hang up. Like, no, no, you hang up. Look,
2: and then, no, 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 you hang up. Yeah, yeah, what? exactly.
0: <laughs> no, you hang up. Yeah. We, did that, we, we did that.
2: We did that. Like... And sometimes you're on the call and all you can hear is just the breathing.
0: <laughs> well, tell you what, we'll just talk to the first person to go to sleep.
2: Right, right. How's that working now? <laughs> but just so we have the ability to do it we got to get back to caring caring for one another
0: go ahead so so interesting thing is but this is in every relationship like like as an as a as a leader or a manager as a as an, uh, an employer mm-hmm. can you be patient enough it's just almost like i'm in control you just listen As a coach, like, as a coach, I had to listen to, well, tell me what you see. So I can uh, customize what I'm doing to maximize your potential. You know, my son was just talking about this. I said, you know, sometimes coaches bring you into their system, and they try to conform you to the system, like you some type of you know, puppet or something, as opposed to customizing the system for the players. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're going to maximize them. Right? But but you, you would have to be patient, you know what I'm saying? As, as pastors, we have to be patient as people are growing. And, 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 and sometimes because people are so busy trying to not look bad, because I know I ask a lot of questions, but I really am asking so I can discover where you are. Because I'm going to be indicted if I jump to a conclusion, right? Right.
2: That's good. That's good you brought that out because that was one of our biggest problems. I thought he was asking the questions to, to, to so bust, that, you out to bust me out because <laughs> he, he does. He asks a lot of questions so that you can discover where, where you err at, I guess, in some cases. Sometimes it is. No, no,
0: a lot of times it's. It's for understanding. All right, so let me, let me get a full understanding. Matter of fact, I, just, I shared this with somebody recently. We had a, uh, we had a stage in our, in our relationship where we was just going at it. Communication was not great at mm-hmm. all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Every day. We had this pocket. <laughs> and so, so I, I was working for the church. So I called I, I, I call her to the office, to my office. You know, I said, babe, we need to meet, meet at my, my office today. And so she gets to the office. Now, she tells me this later. I didn't know at the time, but she was like, I thought he was calling me to the office to say it's over. I had a, 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 a pencil and a piece of paper I gave it to her. I said, now write down what you want in this marriage." So I'm asking a question, right? And I'm asking her to give me the information. I took that information, went to God and said, okay, God, now you got to show me how to do this. He showed me scriptures in the word. I took the scriptures and created a prayer. Mm-hmm. I prayed the prayer and, turned and converted it into, because, you know, you don't pray the same thing over and over and over. That means you didn't believe it the first time. Right. So after that, you're thanking God for it. So it, it, it became my thanksgiving and confession that I confess to this day. Based, based on me what? Asking questions. So with everybody, when I see people doing stuff that doesn't necessarily line up with how you would flow or the excellence of what we're trying to do or the vision of the church, I'm not going, oh, cut that person. I go, okay, say, tell me what you see.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially if I've given them instructions. I've had people say, well, uh, no one didn't. No one told me. And, I, and they've had a position description. And it's like, no, I never got the position description. So I sent them the email that I sent them before that they got the position description. I'm not trying to bust them out. I'm trying to get them, one, to recognize before I jump the gun to defend myself, let me really think it through. Because that's going to help everybody's conversation. Jumping to conclusions cause arguments. Right? Then I want people to discover... One, I want, to, I want to know them, and I want them, while they're talking, they may go, you know what, now that I answer this question, I really didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So now we're good. I didn't bust you out. I didn't break you down. You discovered it, right? So that's what it, it takes a lot of patience because you know what? I, I'm, a, I'm a pastor, so I'll tell you. You know what I really want? I want you to get it, mm-hmm. and I want you to do it, and I want you to carry it out without me having to check on you. That's what I want. right? But it doesn't happen that way. I don't want if something else comes up, you just totally forget about your responsibility. I don't want that. Pastor, no, we, she doesn't want that. Right? I want you to be consistent. If something comes up, you follow up and say something came up. But what I did was I figured out a way to, to make sure the rhythm keeps going. That's what I want. But it doesn't happen that way. Right? Sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind. Sometimes it's at people's convenience. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right? So we're patiently talking people through that. So, so we may have to be patient enough to talk it through. Right? Right. So that's independent of how we feel. You know how sometimes you don't want to talk it through? Because at, while you're in the process of thought, talking it through, it may frustrate you or you may have to, rec- okay, if we keep going in this conversation, I'm going to discover where I'm wrong, and I don't want to, do- I'd rather be off to the side by myself and make the changes. I don't want to, like, before you have to, no. We got to talk it through, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, matter, matter of fact, that was, a, that was, besides all in, your other nugget was talking it through, right? <laughs> but, but talking it through,
2: if I could speak to that, is very excruciating at times. It takes a lot of patience, man. Oh. <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of self-control, it takes a lot of temperance, and so sometimes i mean i I'm just being transparent uh but in our marriage <laughs> that,
0: that, that's normally a prelude to a shot <laughs>
2: <laughs> well' no, I'm just, I'm just being, being honest. I'm just being honest because he is such an exhaustive exhaustive uh uh thinker speaker i mean and and you could feel like you're know, like like you in some type of whirlwind. And it's like, wait a minute, what are we talking about? I mean, mm-hmm. after a while, it, it could get to the point where I literally forgot what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so I have to, and then he's looking at me like, okay, well, I just said it two seconds ago. No, but you said 50 other things before the two right. seconds ago. Right. And I'm still processing on five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> so, but the thing is, I had there were times I I literally had to gr- grit my teeth, you know, just mm-hmm. just to uh, to to train myself. Okay, s- stop, because your your mind just wants to take you there and 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 cut in and mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm I haven't developed that like totally. I, if, if if I could be honest, is there are times.
0: No, oh. no, I no, I'll do the I'll do the be honest. What now? You say you say, you say I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be, I'm going to be transparent. I'll do the transparent. Okay. Yeah, so I'll throw you on the bus later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, but it's real talk here because there mm-hmm. are times, you know, uh, depending on where you are uh, in the moment, you know, can determine how, uh, how, how you respond. And, and I think, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's just unfortunate that all of us had grew up around stuff, like stuff that was told to us, uh, how you feel about yourself and then when you get someone like him like he really really cares and but it can almost come across like he's attacking but he's not attacking he really wants to understand or he really wants a resolve or whatever the case is but it can it, it can almost if you come it from can be overwhelming. it could be overwhelming and almost feel like you're antagonizing And I don't think that's the case. I've learned that this man really, really cares. And so, and and you, and and I talked about that earlier. Do you care enough? And he really cares enough because he's gotten his feelings hurt from me. Uh, You know. uh, (laughs) 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 No, he has. But I've gotten my feelings hurt from you. So I'm keeping it real. Uh, (laughs) But, but, but the the point I'm making here is.
0: What'd you say? You can't give it and take it back.
2: Oh, that's man. true. You're
0: yeah. right. That ain't right. right. That you ain't right. right. <laughs>
2: kick, kick a brother while she down. No, I'm just teasing. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's, that's that's my little just, line. Don't kick a brother while he's down. Oh
2: my God. <laughs> so, uh, but but I, I I just said that that because of my upbringing and all of the relationships that I had, I was looking at him through different lenses. And here he's just only, you know, if you only let, I I feel like God is saying to all of us, if you only let me help you. And that's exactly what I think he was saying at times, you know, if you only let me help me. But I was just caught up in, you trying to show me out. Or you trying to make me feel like I'm, you know, I don't have uh, uh, education or whatever the case is. You know, you trying to show me out. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, you know. Uh, But that wasn't, you trying to be right. I mean, it was just all this stuff that was going on in my head, so. Uh, it, it's, it's, it matters.
0: Yeah. So, so, so what, she, what she's saying, everything she's saying is totally accurate. Mm-hmm. And, and, but the other person doesn't always have all the intelligence of what, where you're insecure. Mm-hmm. Like, like the people that struggle through comprehension, it, it's a secret. You're keeping it to yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're worried about looking bad. But you're not responding that way, though. Right. You're responding that something's wrong with the other person. When you could have just easily said, Are we going to take a little bit of extra time so you can explain what that actually means? Because mm-hmm. I, I totally really don't understand. As opposed to thinking if you say that, something's wrong with you.
1: Right.
0: And, and we're not just talking about couples. You know, I, I watch people all the time as you, as you grow in church. We talked about this morning in the Master Life class where you discern, okay, this person is struggling with processing. I'll say this, the person's not here, but you might be watching. But I said, I asked the person, I said, so, so and, hey, okay, let's take a minute from what we're talking about. Let me ask you, what's your, what's your educational background? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been super smart, always got A's, this, that, and the other. Well, well now I'm even more confused because you're not processing that I wasn't asking you to put you down, I was asking, now that helps me how to communicate. Not assume you understand for me to actually realize that I have to serve you right. But if you're fronting, I'm not serving the truth, I'm serving a lie. If you're hiding, I'm not serving the truth, I'm, I'm serving a lie. So that's, that's, that's an argument right there. We're, we're, it's, it's a but it's an argument because you're hiding, making me think you're not. And then we're, so, so like she said, I'm exhaustive, I care. So I'm, I'm asking another question, another question. I'm just trying to locate where you really are. So now we can just now have a, a healthy conversation. But if you, if your default is hiding, you done figured out how to, whoa, you almost found me. Oh, we almost found me. Woo, that almost came out. Whoo, you done spent two hours Running, but you're making me feel like I'm tripping when the whole time you're being deceptive because you're afraid to expose the cracks. You think if you display the cracks, you're less than. But you're not. Right. You just are showing why God brought us together for me to help heal or plug in the cracks. What's the problem? But if, but if you live your whole life you don't trust nobody, you won't grow That's true. at all because you don't trust nobody enough to share where you need to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and that's affecting conversations. See, it's an ability to talk things through. You have to suffer for them. And what that means is the person that may have challenges has to restrain, retaliate, and to defend themselves to absorb all the truth. Mm -hmm. But most people do not suffer to receive the truth. They expect people to tolerate them. Well, you just have to be patient. Um, uh, I'm still growing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's partially true. You still have to grow. But still growing means you're constantly taking in nourishment. But if you are guarded, you ain't taking in no nourishment, you're still at the same place. You have to grow.
1: That's
0: true. You see what I'm saying? But you, you, you're trying to convince the other person, see, you're not being patient enough. Uh, I'm still growing. No, you're not still growing if you're still fighting. Right. right. You don't see that, those plants out there fighting the water. Mm-hmm. Man, man, get, me. get this water off me. You know, that's, that's just too much. It's just too much. You need it. I was going on vacation for a week. The pot is dry. Nothing personal, brother. You're getting doused right now or you're going to die. Yeah, so that, that's the point we're trying to make. And, and love is long-suffering. We know that from the scripture. Love is long-suffering. That's what it says, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. Um, and this is the thing. You can't buy chaos and expect peace. You can't buy chaos and expect peace. So if you invest in chaos, deceptive, hiding, running, stuff like that, don't expect peace. Peace is in that place of humility. Mm-hmm. And, and, and ask yourself this, Pastor Mel said this, we gotta return to caring. we gotta return to sharing. Mm-hmm. we have to return to humility. Yeah. God brought us all together for a reason but he didn't, br- he didn't bring us all together ready made.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did bring us together with skills, some of us with education, some of us with degrees, mm-hmm. but every one of us needs the other person.
1: Yeah, every As soon
0: one as we realize that, yeah. we can set down all our, all our accolades and say, hey, I need that right there. Mm-hmm. Right? And so th- this, th- this, this is, is how God is trying to help us. So that's why he tells us to strive not, 2 Timothy 2, 23 and 24. Uh, I used a lot of time on that, so I'm going to just give you the reference scripture, 2 Timothy 2, 23 through 25. It tells us to strive not. And then in uh, Philippians 2, 14, he tells us, do all things without murmuring and disputing, Mm -hmm. without quarreling. Because what he says, when you start to, see, murmuring is, I have a thought, but I'm going to go away and share it. I'm going to talk about you, not to you. Mm -hmm. But you was right there in the person's face. You could have told them. (laughs) Like, you didn't have to tell nobody else. You could have actually told the person that actually could be a part of the solution. So if Chris rubbed me the wrong way, I could say, Chris, you rubbed me the wrong way, not Ms. Lamar. You know, Chris, man, he's going to come at me like that. He rubbed me the wrong way. But I was just with Chris. That's discord. That's called discord, actually. Right. We're about to get to that, too. (laughs) But, you know, I was with Chris. I could have just said, hey, Chris, man, I don't know what your intent was, but this is how that affected me. But why have another conversation with somebody else? Right. About Chris.
1: Yeah.
0: Or well, let's say if I'm talking to Chris, but Chris never speaks back. What's wrong with, hey, Chris, is there a reason why you don't speak when I say hi? Yeah. No, I'm going to go to Jamal, Jamal. Man, Chris, man, I don't know about that dude, man. He don't even be speaking, man.
2: And then Jamal is like, man, he don't speak to me either.
0: <laughs> so now we're going magnify Chris is the person that don't talk to nobody. Yeah. Who's talked to Chris, though? Nobody. I'm going to tell you who talked to Chris. <laughs> Keith talked to Chris. Because <laughs> I can't stand it. If, if it's something about somebody and nobody said it, I, I can't take it. I got to say it. Hey, man, just let you know. You know the reputation is you ain't talking to nobody. Right. I can't. I, it's, it's hard for me to, to be sitting on something and everybody walking around saying it about the person, but nobody said it to them. I, I'll volunteer. Look, look. <laughs> I'll be the guinea pig. I'm going in, Chris. Uh, we think you think we all funky. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Alright, so so uh, do you want to do the proper time? So we still on effective communication. We, you know, we holy. God, you pray the whole for thing? the now nah, I'm I'm gonna get, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up with this, but this is just this part right here.
2: Yeah, well, I, I wanted to say about meekness first before I say that. Okay. Uh, meekness is something that a lot of people think is weakness, and uh, but it, it encompasses uh, humility. I mean, you, you really mm-hmm. have to uh, set aside pride because pride is always trying to rear its ugly head. And humility is a strength. Meekness is a strength. And we got to embrace that. We got to change our mind to that because we have this mindset that, if I act in meekness, I'm like a doormat. I'm allowing people mm-hmm. to walk over me. And that's not really what you're doing. You're, you are, uh, what, what is meekness? Uh, it's not shared. self-seeking.
0: Yeah. So well. you got humility is, is empty of self. Meekness is not self-seeking. So let's say we're in a conversation. Um, if we're in a conversation, I'm empty of self, so it's not about me. So I'm in, humbly I can receive all that I need. If I'm in meekness, I'm not trying to save face at all. I'm not self-seeking. Another, so, really, another definition is, is persuading in that's return the for I attack. That's exactly, I know that's the one you're looking That's for, the I one said.
2: I wanted you to say. Yeah, but I, <laughs> persuading but return I, I could cut attack. you off because I, you know. You, you could have. Okay. <laughs> but Let's that's cut. the, say it again because that's the one I persuading was to Persuading in, in return for attack. And, it, and so really there are times we want to attack, right? Because it was it was obvious that what that person said or did, it warranted. You know that type of response, but meekness is something that we could all embrace, and I'm telling you, it will take us a long way. Uh, the fact, in fact, the scripture talks about the meek shall inherit the earth.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so that's a that's a wonderful quality to have. Now, there's a proper timing.
0: Yeah, just just you know to Ecclesiastes
2: uh, three talks about the, there's a time, and a, I'm sorry, I cut you off. You go off. Ahead. You go ahead. You know, Ecclesiastes three talks about there's a time and purpose for everything under the sun. Um, time to die, time to kill time to steal, you know there's all kinds of uh, times for everything but you put that there for a reason to
0: everything there's a season and a time for every purpose Purpose. and and so the the whole thing about effective communication, sometimes it's just proper timing Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you want somebody's undivided attention, that would help but you know, somebody could have just suffered a loss somebody could have just basically got cursed out of their job and didn't know it or just dealt with a, different, a disappointment. So they're physically present, mm-hmm. but their mind's on the other side of town. Right. And so sometimes it's, it's timing, or you see a person on the move and you're so insensitive to timing, you're just blurting out the first thing that come to your mind. You're not aware of time, timing, and you could be tipping the scale. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like timing. Or, you know, we're, we're our church, we're in ministry, Somebody could be moving towards the next thing they need to do ministry-wise. They could be so locked into they might be an intercessor. And right before they go on the intercede, hey, I just want to let you know, uh, uh, I know I said it was okay that, 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 that you can go on that trip. I changed my mind. The person's on the way to pray. It's just going to hit them because in their mind they'll be like, well, first of all, that was kind of insensitive that you brought it up at this particular time. And so on and so forth. So timing can create an, un, an a, uh, unintended offense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I'm saying? You know, somebody's rushed or this, that, and the other. So
2: Yeah, I want to add to that. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes proper timing, uh, like <laughs> you, you, like if there's a heated situation and both parties are heated, that's not the time to be trying to communicate i mean really sometimes you have to go away and cool off you know gather your thoughts you know but to kind of persevere and try to press and and both of you mad you know that is just not the right time you know sometimes you just have to just say you know what babe i need a break look let's let's come back to it here's the other thing sometimes uh if if let's say there's an issue that's been ongoing um when it happens may not be the time to talk about it talk about it when nothing's on the line that gives you a little bit i don't know for some reason it's just like you know uh sometimes we'd be like oh okay this happened you know i want to deal with this right now Mm -hmm. that's not the time to deal with it
0: it could potentially be positive
2: yes so just take your time and and do it when there's nothing on the line like you having a good day everything's fine and you just casually bring up whatever you know, just talking it through, but to to be angry and uh, is you gotta recognize the right time
0: i so so uh uh we've talked about these things before, but we'll hit just a few principles of conversation now this is not necessarily an English word, but something I always use uh catchable language mm-hmm. so when you're talking to people the sometimes the package is important or, or how you present it. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we always use the example of you, know, you have children and if you want to throw them a ball, a lot of times we throw it to them underhanded because mm-hmm. we want them to catch it. And we don't just throw it to them as hard as we you can. You'll know, knock the child over. Um, so, so communication is the same way. It's not just about if you have the right information, are you communicating it where it can be caught? Right. So sometimes we jump to attitudes, angers, and edge. We don't recognize the package. All we are thinking about is what, we're of, of of the right or the infraction. So the the right and the infraction is correct, but sometimes the deliverance is 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 a distraction to what you really want the person to get, because they're responding to your 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 package. You know, and not even getting to receive the content. So you want to have inviting and empowering language. Inviting and empowering language. Um, and that's... Uh, so, so, so we talked about this yesterday. She was asking, um, asking me. So when I'm talking to the person, I'm inviting them. That, that it's an exchange between us. It's not... I'm Mr. Right or I'm Mr. Power or Mr. Authority and you just shut up and listen. That's not an inviting conversation. And then I'm not empowering a person to communicate at all. Um, so we talk about this a lot. Everybody has a voice and everybody has a choice in every conversation, whether it's, yeah. whether it's um, a marriage, e- even a family. Youth and children have a voice. Mm-hmm. And they should have a choice, but it should be guided through wisdom. And so voices and choices lead to final wisdom. Final wisdom is what to do when you have different things you want to do. What to do when you have different things you want to do. So we gave you um, James 3.17 before. You know, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, easy to be entreated. So that means... If it's coming through wisdom, mm-hmm. it's her thought through, through the Holy Spirit's language, which I'm going to understand. But it could be her thought to her package. I could be offended or, or feel attacked by the package, but the content could be exactly what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. But you don't give a person a, 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 a birthday gift and a package of razor blades. They're going to be all cut up before they even get to the contents, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's kind of, that's the the process. See, wisdom centers the conversation. Mm -hmm. So me and her were talking about just the whole angle of of, um, emotions and logic from the other week. Mm -hmm. So our emotions and logic must yield to wisdom. So if one of us are emotional, that yields to wisdom. One of us are logic, that yields to wisdom. So our peace and harmony is centered in the wisdom, right? So, But if I just stick to my logic and I try to give her the logic straight, but I don't filter it through God's wisdom, it may be overwhelming, which it has been. If she takes her emotions and don't filter them through wisdom, then that's not going to come at me straight. It's just not going I'm not going to process it right. Probably won't even understand it. So we're trying to get to wisdom, wisdom, not trying to get to right. Listen to this. We're trying to get to wisdom, not trying to get to right. Sometimes it's, uh, her line yeah,
2: always, yeah. Is,
0: is always, sometimes it's too much about a right fight. than a wisdom goal. Did you have a thought there?
2: Yeah, because, you know, wisdom is, is like over here just waiting to be uh, extracted or pulled on. But when you start to communicate with each other and it becomes this battle of who's right and who's wrong, it, it's now uh, wisdom is just not even in the we need we need wisdom for the solution, not see because now we done we done created this I'm right, you right, okay, so okay, so we're both right. So now what? No. What what's missing?
3: The Wis- issue. Mm-hmm. No,
2: the issue. Mm. So, 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 so see, you got me, you got him, you got, you got wisdom and you got the issue. If we're, de- if we're just like back and forth no. but you know, but you said, and then you saying, yeah, but you said, so now we're going back and forth. No, but I heard you say this. And well, what about when you said that? So now it's like, we're right. We're going back and forth, back and forth. Meanwhile, the issue is still over here. Wisdom's over here, ready to apply the the, the the solution. And it's like, would they finish and like finish what they're doing? Because we want we want uh, answers. Mm-hmm. But no, we spent hours. Now we're worn out. Go to bed. Wisdom over there said, wisdom speaking to the uh, the. Well, wisdom over here is speaking to the issue, and they're saying, well, Dad, we had we had, I got the solution for the issue yeah, but they, they, they in a battle themselves. They, they just won't listen. You know, they, they, they it themselves. So th- the point I'm making here is don't get into a white fight where the issue is still hanging you know, hanging on the limb and wisdom's just ready to, to actually fix it. We gotta, we gotta stop it and say, listen, you know what, what's the issue? What is the issue? Let's identify what the issue is and now we can ask for the wisdom for that issue. But the more you engage with, I'm right, you wrong, you know, all this stuff, uh, it, the wisdom and, it, and, and the issue still stays in the balance. Does that make sense? It
0: makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm.
2: All
0: right, so we talked about catchable language, and so another thing is uh, assertive language.
2: Yeah, and that's speaking the truth in love, um, expressive language. Well, speaking the truth in love, I mean, that, that's hard. That is hard. Because sometimes, you know, the truth hurts. and But there's a way that you can, you can speak that truth in love. So, you know, uh, you know, check, your, check your emotions. Check, you know, okay, I'm about to, I'm, I'm, Lord, I'm about to share this truth. Help me to tailor this truth where it's going to be received. And, you know, sometimes we, we just be like, well, it's the truth. The truth is the truth. No, the, we got to put that truth in love, like, like uh, package it in love so that the person can really receive what you're saying. And love covers a multitude of sin. love, like when people receive love, even w- when there's truth, uh, they don't feel attacked. They, they, they don't. They, they feel like, you know, okay. you. Because think about it. The person who's given the truth, there's a level of humility that they should be walking in. If there's a pride with that truth, it's going to come off wrong. Like, it's gonna come off like, I was gonna say the N word. Dude, you need to get yourself together. You see what I'm saying? You be like, you know what I'm saying? You need, to get your, you need to fix yourself as opposed to if it's truth, and maybe he needs to fix himself or she needs to fix herself. But there's a way that you can say, you know, uh, like, honey, uh, well, we'll talk about that later. I won't even skip it. But it, there's a way that you can say it, bring truth out where it's, it's uh, received.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So, so the assertiveness or assertive language, speaking the truth of love, is expressive language, not accusatory language.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, expressive language always surpasses accusatory language, and and that's the difference between effect and intent. Accusatory language is I jump to a conclusion, to a conclusion, and I accuse you. So, in other words, somebody says something to you, rubs you the wrong way and you jump to the conclusion, and you get mad. But assertive language or expressive language is, okay, when you said that, this is how it affected me. So it it goes back to what Pastor Mel says about being in a place of humility. I'm I'm sharing how this hurt and how it affects. I'm not accusing you of causing it. And then I'm giving you an opportunity when I share, hey, when you did that, this is how it affected me, I'm giving you an opportunity to go, whoa, I didn't even look at it that way, I, I didn't even realize that. But if, I, if we jump to a conclusion first, or, or, or Pastor Mel was talking about this earlier, you know, a person doesn't have the intel, the, the intel that people always called you stupid or you, you, you was going through so much when you was young, maybe parents divorcing, could have been pregnancy, could have been all types of stuff, things that distract you, you could have been out there hustling, selling drugs, whatever. Things that distract you from education, right? Person doesn't have all that information. And, but every time they say something to you, you, you get all tight and you get upset, as opposed to saying, all right, the way that came across, I felt like, like you thought I wasn't smart. And giving the person opportunity to go, no, nah, I wasn't even thinking that, this is what I was thinking. And trusting them at their word for it, as opposed to staying in your insecurity you' trying to say I'm stupid? Uh, see, you think the person don't know all that? They're just like, 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 like I use me. God made me a problem solver. No, it doesn't mean I can solve every problem. But I'm saying, as a at a core, I uh, this morning she had a, a a situation this morning where the uh, she didn't, we have a, a different printer. She didn't know if it was going to print. I have a certain time frame when I come from the gym to get ready so we can get out on time. I said, well, okay, does it, because I'm thinking I'm going to have to do some computer work, you know, uh, download something. Then I said, did it work? Did it work? Did it work? What? Well, I'm automatically thinking, how could I help to solve the problem even though I really don't have time? And, and I didn't tell her this, but I, when I went into the shower, I said, boy, you need to, you need to just sometimes turn, turn it off. Well, actually, let her work it out.
2: Yeah, actually, in our early in our marriage, um, it was Mr. Fix It. Like, remember, it was mm-hmm. like, like, uh, can you give me a chance to go ahead and fix the situation? But there were times he was just so quick to, to fix. If I even utter, I'm having a hard time doing. Oh, it, before I even get it, he's right there,
0: and so. Yeah, so I said that to say even when I, I, I returned to my family at 14. Walking down the street, my dad, he communicates an issue. You know, I'm not putting them down, but my dad probably finished, I don't know, somewhere between sixth, eighth grade. I'm not no i am not saying, he, he, he went on to have good jobs and stuff like that. But when he said it, I just reflexed. I was like, oh, we can just do this over here. He turned around and said, you got a smart mouth, don't you? <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about. Because what? Reflex, I'm trying to actually help. I'm not trying to get... I'm not even thinking I'm getting smart. I didn't even think I was being—it was smart at all. I just thought, "Hey, let me just do this here. I'm—I'm I'm the dude. If you want to win, how to get through the maze on the cereal box? Just call me. <laughs> you win every time. Not because I think I'm sweet. That's just how my mind operates. And so, so you come. Some people, some people, when you come into relationships, here, look, I'm a problem solver. And I'm a people, resourceful. I'm, I'm very and She's resourceful. resourceful. People have not maybe hadn't valued her, her intellect. I don't know all that. I'm just going, hey, we can do this over here. So what are you trying to say? I ain't trying to, I'm trying to say we can do this over here. But no, no more, no less. You see what I'm saying? So, but what happens is if you bring your insecurities to the, to the board meeting that was supposed to be exclusive between two individuals, insecurities always got something to say. They ain't supposed to be at the meeting. You see what I'm saying? They, they they talking and messing up the whole conversation between you two. You know, it's like coming to court and you know they say you can't bring everybody and you bring your cousins too. <laughs> you can't do all that. And and so uh, it's effect versus tip. Just share the effect. Be vulnerable.
2: So like in that particular case, go ahead. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was just going to give them an example. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, because i'm a resourceful person, and he's Mr. Fixit, I had to say, well honey um, when you okay, when you step in and uh, try to assist me, when you step in and try to assist me um, uh, sometimes uh I feel." Uh, that you don't think that I can actually uh,
0: do, it, do it.
2: I'm just trying to, I'm off the cuff of my head. You know, I, sometimes I feel like you think that I, I can't do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you act like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm saying sometimes I feel like you don't have, maybe... Well, uh, I don't trust you. You don't trust me. You don't trust that I'm going to be able to make the right decision or whatever the case is. And, and so for a long time... You know, because I'm very resourceful, and he's this person that always got to fix it, then I'm thinking, why is he stepping in all the time? Like, I've, I've been rolling, you know, by myself for years. I don't really need your help. You know what I'm saying? But it was him. I, I had to really realize, this man really is trying to help me. And I'm fighting to co- continue to, you know, for my... my my uh I don't know, because I've, I've always been able to just, like, I have quick recognition to do things. I mean, I'm very resourceful. Uh, something, you know, something happens, and I can, I can make something. I mean, it's just like, that's just the way my mind is, because when you deal with lack, you know, all your life, you, you, your mind just, it, 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 the imagination creates. Like, my imagination, can, if you give me a void, I'm going to fill that void with something. I'll come up with something. That's just the way my mind works. So here he comes in and he's really helping, but I was kind of rejecting the help and accusing him of, well, what you trying to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So anyway, hopefully they help. Okay, sharing how you feel versus forming assumptions and attacking because of how you feel.
0: Yeah. So sharing you're how you're you feel, yeah. When, you, when you're when communicating an effect, you're just saying, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. You're not saying the person caused you to feel that way. You're not forming an assumption of what their intent mm-hmm. was and attacking them. you just literally just sharing how you feel. You know? Yeah.
2: So you're not saying you make me feel or whatever. Right. You're the blame. You know, and
0: that scripture is Ephesians 4.15, truth and love.
2: And then willingness to address uncomfortable behavior. No pink elephant, elephants. Um, uh guys and girls flirting and uh, the lack of modesty being taken for granted. Wanna speak to that?
0: Yeah, so so in, in relationships as you grow on in communication, a part of your assertiveness and sharing effect, you know, let's say you, you you come into a relationship, you love the person, but they for you know, it could be esteem or whatever reason, most of their life they've been flirting as a habit. They might have been flirting for twenty years. Well, it has an effect on you, but when you're on the front end of the relationship, you're trying to get the person. Mm-hmm. So you don't say nothing, but it really is bothering you. And so you guys are driving around, you got a little funky attitude because they just, you know, they were flirting with the waitress or what have you, but, and they ask you, what's wrong? Nothing. It, no, it is something wrong. What's wrong is it's affecting you that the person's flirting, that's being overly conversa- conversating with the waitress. Or let's say you're in a relationship and you finally secure this wonderful covenant but but the young lady didn't grow up uh, modest right so she you know she finally you know started going to the gym and she just want to reveal her entire body parts well you're uncomfortable this is your exclusive mate and she's exposing herself to everybody mm. well so but you have to be able to talk that through well, this is how I feel when you do that. This is how I feel when you roll like that. So that's what we were saying, like, you know, just getting to a place where you, um, uh, there, is, there is no pink elephants in healthy conversation.
1: Wow, we got a lot
2: here. We didn't even yeah, get,
1: do
0: you want to yeah. go ahead and... Uh. Let let's here. All right, let's, uh, the, the, the next thing is active listening which would probably be obvious. Uh, we're not going to get to all of it today. Um, but active listening. So listening, obviously listening more than you're speaking. <laughs> you know, it's just be slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to rap. So sometimes you ever find yourself not allowing people to finish the sentence? So I always use this example. So if I say right now, so, so Chris, what you want to do is run, and let's say he get up and starts running but I was going to say run the water in the bathroom.
1: <laughs>
0: and in his mind, before I, Chris get a run, said, Chris, man, I got it. I got it. Chris, I, I got it. All because I said you might want to run. But if he let me complete the sentence, he would have known I need you to run the water in the bathroom. And that's what happens sometimes we could, we're we not actively listening. Then sometimes we're listening well, okay, we're not really listening. Hurry up and finish so I can say what I want to say. <coughs> right? So, so I don't want to understand you. I just want you to understand what I understand, and that's me. Mm-hmm. So you already know you. What's missing? That the other perspective and what you don't know. Right? And so we want to seek to understand. Sometimes we're, uh, we're speaking our language expecting the other person to understand. Instead of trying to discover their language, All right? Uh, the scripture says, "Lean not Proverbs three five and six, lean not to your own understanding." All right? Lean not to your own understanding. Mm-hmm. Proverbs eighteen two. I just wanted to, to at least read that scripture. I'm sure you have a thought here, but because I referenced it this morning in a master life class. Proverbs 18, verse 2. It says, a fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Mm -hmm. See, so a fool is not trying to understand the other person. They just want to spend most of their time knowing what they know and making sure they say what they know. They can hear what they know and for everybody to understand what they know but they're not trying to understand what they don't know, right? And so they're not actively listening. You know, uh, Pastor Mel said it earlier, but you got to ask yourself, do you care to listen? Mm-hmm. I, I broke the sentence up for a reason. Do you care to listen? Is, is, is that individual worth listening to? And I'll just give you this one other scripture, Hebrews two. Uh, This is the American Standard Version of Hebrews 5.2. It says, who can bear gently with the ignorant and the erring? It says, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So it's saying, who can be patient enough to take the time to understand someone that may be perceived as being ignorant to something or may have missed it, erring? It says, because we ourselves have missed it, and we can be erring too.
2: So if you're not listening to who you can see, how will you listen to an unseen God? So, so very important. Uh, if you're avoiding questions, how do you make the vision plain? So Habakkuk 2.2 uh, talks about right the vision, make it plain, but you've got to, you know, Ask
0: questions. It's important to ask questions. Yeah, and, and the temptation is, you know, our lives are plays off a of vision. So whether you, if, if I'm an employer and I have a vision and somebody's asking questions, I'm avoiding the questions, how do they flow with me? If I'm a coach, how do they flow with me? If I'm a parent, how do the children flow with me? If, I'm a, if we're pastors, how do, how do people flow with you? If you're a leader, a coordinator, how do people flow with you? So, but some people run from questions. Right, but but how do you make it plain, and how do people harmonize?
2: So, how do you get on the same page? Agreement. Submit your ear and your actions. I think that's, that's, that's huge there. I mean, you got to listen, but you also have to like look like you look like you're listening. You know, sometimes people people can you know people can be like like this. You know, they're they're listening, but they they don't look like they're listening. You know, so that's important.
0: And uh, so we might not get to the body language and, the, and, and angry mm-hmm. communication today. Um, or do you want me to skip to that? Mm-hmm. you want me to go to that? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so we'll get to, we'll, we'll at least get to impatient, angry communication.
2: So, so society tries to get us to accept foul language as the norm. Uh, they portray cursing as a way to vent anger and, and tell people off. The very attitude behind cursing, though, shows that it's not right. Let's see how to. How we, as cursing is used uh, to demean and put people down, these words can be mild. Uh, exp- what is that? It's ex- expetives. Expetives uh, to hor- horrible blasphemies. Uh, since the devil is one who inspires those uh, evil utterances. He causes people to use the Lord's uh, name in vain, um, you know, by saying Jesus Christ, God, DM, and that kind of thing. Um, you know, so the scripture says in uh, Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication come out of them or uh, proceed out of the mouth. Um, Colossians uh, 3.8 and 10 talks about put off these things. Um, anger, wrath. Anger, wrath, Yeah. Um, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable into thy sight, Psalms 119.14 talks about. Um, so corrupt communication, you know, when you, when you think about people that are um, uh, cursing, you're, think of the word curse. You're putting a curse on someone when you actually speak those words. And it's
0: the devil's language. When you're actually cursing yourself because you stand by the words in your mouth.
2: Yeah. And, and so cursing, although it seems like it's so normal for everybody, I mean, it used to be, you know, uh, you know, you stub your foot, you know, and you know, you might say a little word, but now it's like the the vulgar words, like the f bombs and the bs and all of the different types of things, and and now people use them as though it's just regular English, and it's just unfortunate because they don't understand they're speaking the devil's language. Just like uh, speaking in tongues is God's language. Cursing is the devil's language. So when, you, when you're cursing, you're snared by the words of your mouth like you said, but then you're also, you're, you're cursing the person that you're talking to. You're, 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 you're saying that they're this, you know, and those, those words have meanings and those, you know, uh, people really uh, don't understand the power of c- cursing. Like, there's negative power, I'm saying. There's a negative power to cursing. So, you, you don't want to be speaking. And every time we, when you do it, the enemy's like, yeah. They, they, they talking my talk. They, they, they talking what I would say, as opposed to God wanting to say, yeah, they're using my words. See what I'm saying? You, you're either going to use his words, the enemy's words, or you're going to use God's words. And it's a choice. You got to choose. I used to be, just uh, uh, for the sake of understanding, I used to be, like, I cursed like a sailor. Every word that came out of my mouth was cursing. And I had to change. You know, I knew it wasn't right before God. I would call myself a Christian, so I had to change. And so I just began to, you know, submit that to God. And he cleaned my mouth up. So...
0: And and we talked about the angry communication because sometimes we get to places in in relationships, friendships, and definitely marriage, where we get angry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the goal is not to get to that state. Once you get to that state, it's very hard to navigate through it. You know, a man at the state of escalated anger, he comes across roaring and volatile. Um, And... And the interesting thing, a woman is not equipped to maintain her security in that type of environment. Mm -hmm. So she's tempted to extreme fright because the environment is just not equipped Mm -hmm. for someone to just be dealing with with, uh, anger. And extreme fright doesn't mean that she's weak and she'll run. Uh, For lack of a better word, she may cut you. You know, because, you know, most people that, that do violent crimes is because they were afraid. Mm. They did it to protect themselves um and and, and it's, it's vice versa, you know a woman at the state of of escalated anger could be hysterical. It may come across aggressive some some young ladies are aggressive, but it's still hysterical and a, and, and, a, and a man is not necessarily doesn't know how to be as patient in that type of environment, you know what i I'm saying so so we, so, we don't want to go there because that's going to change the, the, the nature of the conversation
1: mm-hmm. automatically. You know, that's when
0: great. I was roaring like a lion and expecting her to understand, I was scaring her. And, when, and I just, she didn't look scared, she looked like she was ready to fight. <laughs> you know, because what? I put her in this, this position where she felt she was threatened, and she had been in, obviously, some other fights <laughs> before me. I was like, what's wrong with her? You know what I'm I saying? was ready to throw it. I, like, I was like, what's wrong with her? I just raised my voice. Oh, you want to take
2: it there? Okay, <laughs> we can take it there.
0: Yeah. And so, so, so you know, a man is tempted to extreme frustration, just like, you know, she's tempted to extreme fright. And th- those things aren't healthy. Each party sometimes wants to uh, control their behavior after they're escalated. Versus not allowing the flesh the power to take you there by not feeding it when you're not in a situation. We talked about that earlier. You feed the flesh in everyday life just because, you know, what what's, ain't nothing happening. It's innocent. When you're under pressure, the flesh is the one that's going to cause you to get angered or escalated. Mm-hmm. And, then, and you're not, sometimes we don't tri- triangulate us being escalated back to the flesh feeding. Some of the, Then you go into therapy for anger management or, you know, for some reason I'm angered. It's not for some reason. You're feeding the flesh. Mm-hmm. You can't hold a basic conversation that's going to benefit your understanding. Some people go to their leaders or t- to their employers. The very person that's supposed to benefit you, you're going at them because your flesh won't allow you to see that you just, you just missed it on this one. You just ain't sweet on this one. You have to grow in that area. You've been inconsistent. The flesh won't allow you to properly assess yourself. You get so clouded sometimes, you, you, you can't even assess the reality of your situation. And so now you get angered because you figure somebody's overlooked you or they're not thinking about you. Um, let me just give you these list of questions. I'm going to go back to the questions for the people in the back that's trying to flow with flow us going all over the place. Um, just the questions to think about, you know, you guys go home, they'll be on the video. You now, if you're immediately offended and don't understand, number one, are you thinking the best or the worst? If you're immediately offended and don't understand, are you thinking the best or the worst in that situation? Number two, do you assume intent or discover a heart? So do you assume somebody intended you to do wrong or do you discover a heart? Number 3. Are we hypocrites not giving the same pardons we desire or should I say require from others? Are we hypocrites? Mm-hmm. Look, are we removing the landmines in our communication? Some of us have so many landmines somebody come anywhere near you, you you explode, right? So, number number 5. This is more of a statement than a question, but Solid communication looks for the effect, not the reason or justification, All right? Number six, we should avoid leaving people in the bruised state we found them, mm-hmm. right? Look, to, as she talked about with meekness, look to reconcile, look to heal, look for an understanding. Number seven, uh, when we're caught up in ourselves, we lose the ability to hear. When we're caught up in ourselves, goes back to meekness, self-seeking. We lose the ability to hear. Number eight, are we too busy to pay attention? Mm -hmm. And then number nine, are you a minister of reconciliation or a sower of discord?
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Right? The scripture talks about us being ministers of reconciliation. It says God is is an abomination if you sow discord, Mm -hmm. if you're creating division and confusion. All right, something to think about. Let's stand on our feet. That's enough for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have a seat? <laughs> I forgot something. I'm just so busy. The, the, our f- couple of things we missed, our, our flow was shifted by the Holy Spirit. If we could, if you guys could just be patient for a few minutes since this is our last day, if we could have the Kellys come up here real quick. Um, Amen. You know, Rabbi Kelly and his wife.
2: oh this would have been fine
0: yeah yeah you guys you you guys are good yeah I know it flows a little different when you're at a synagogue but here you're good you can come this way (laughs) so so people that don't know uh, this is uh, a Rabbi Kelly, he's a, <laughs> he's a uh, messianic Jew. <laughs> I'm joking, yeah, I'm joking. So Jamal, Kelly, look, look, what a contrast. I just went from Rabbi Kelly to Jamal. <laughs> Brother Jamal. So Jamal Kelly and Siobhan Kelly, uh, you guys been in the ministry how long?
3: What year was it? Hey, everybody, what how's right doing?
4: Aaron?
3: Is that what he's asking? Yeah, yeah how
4: long have you been here? Um, We technically joined in 2014, but we started attending in
0: 2013. Okay. that's good. So you you attended in 2013, technically joined in 2014, and technically committed. Committed
4: in, like, 2019?
3: (laughs) It's been a journey. It's been a journey. (laughs) journey. journey. All
0: right, so talk to us. We've been talking about communication and some things about relationships, and we've had some wonderful exchanges through – Counseling and just growing and healing. Well, I say just a few, but yeah, you know, I'll leave that I on y'all. So give us some <laughs> thoughts. Give us some thoughts that can inspire these wonderful people about relationship.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, I mean I think we learned a lot from you guys and your example. It was funny because transparently maybe an hour after uh, Jamal and I got into like a heated argument. Pastor Mel called us and said, hey, we want you guys to come up tomorrow. We're going to talk about communication. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> fortunately, um, we've been going to airs, and you guys really teach us about um, having that positive communication and being able to talk through even the disagreements. And so that's what we did. One of the things that we took from you guys whenever we were getting counseled earlier on was um, we developed this thing called Couch of Truth. So um, we used to do it very often, and we would go and have intentional time where we would sit down and be able to talk about the things that we were going through. Um, And because of the intent, it was easier to have our guards down, so there was never any... Um, room for trying to assume anyone's intent, um, we could really uh, get to the heart of the matter. And so we were able to have that positive communication. I like
3: couch that. Couch of truth, that's good. Yeah. Uh, we, call it, we call it the cot. Where's the...
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> How to have a cot moment. Oh, did they leave? Oh, they're back there. Who's that? Yeah, uh, uh, The Bob- oh, yeah. The could you write the couch of truth note down? <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're going to incorporate that with joint heirs.
2: That'd be good, yep.
3: Uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't always welcomed by me, especially. I'm like, oh, she want to talk to me. <laughs> God Almighty, what is this going to be about? But um, it's definitely been a journey, and and God definitely has a sense of humor as well, because literally it was really, honestly, just being very transparent. It wasn't just a heated argument. It was like bad. it was a bad argument. It, was bad argument. it it got it got pretty bad, and. And it really centered around.
2: You talking about when I called? The out?
3: one we yeah, oh, the one wow. we just had, and we haven't had an argument like that in a long time. it's wow. been a while since Look, we had an argument we'll like that. Look about,
0: at the- Well, hold on. Let's let's just do all the whole backdrop. Okay. So we were talking about who we was gonna have, as 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 a couple, and so so we couldn't think. We said I said I really had thought of nobody, and so she she went, she she went away. So I walked into the. Uh, into our, our fellowship bear I said, so sweetheart, so I was thinking about Kelly. She was like, I'm in agreement with Kelly's.' You know. She said, I was thinking about that. And then she called you.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's it, not, but seriously, like God is so intentional. It, it literally was a slap to to our face to like, what are y'all really doing? Like, like, like was it that serious to allow it to get to the point of where it was? Mm-hmm. And that humility set in, and we were just, we, we really just started laughing, like, okay, well, we were tripping. Yeah. And, and it really centers around the atmosphere that I set. You know, when, when Siobhan tells me something, something I have to work through and I'm growing through is receiving what she says without trying to explain myself, without trying to uh, deflect the situation, trying to divert whatever the case may be, because that's something that I created within myself for years. Just growing up, I've always been a, a wordsmith, if you will, someone that can kind of navigate his way with, with the way I, way, I, way I position something or I say something, and it's, it's something that's hard to break. You know, when you operate at a certain level for so long, yeah. it really takes a lot of intentionality, a lot of prayer, a lot of seeking God, and a lot of failure, <laughs> a lot of failure to be able to receive what she says and to not jump on the first word she says and try to, you know, go cut the—go uh, uh, start running— Instead of cutting the water off, like you said, that was a great example. I was like, mm-hmm. God, that was good. Um, but, yeah, so just um, you know, just growing in the Lord and, and growing together. But it's, it's definitely been a journey.
4: Yeah. Oh, and with me, what I've learned is tone. You said something really good. You said, um, gosh, you said giving somebody a birthday present.
2: Oh, yeah. Back wrapped back in razor blades.
4: Mm. Because I've always had to work on speaking the truth in love. And what I've learned from being with him is a lot of times I can give the truth in a condescending way. And so I really have to be conscious of or conscientious of my tone and how I say something um, and not just, is it true? Like, is it true? But am I saying it in a sweet way? Because if I don't, it's not going to be received and I'm going to hurt someone's feelings. So
1: you yeah. hurt my feelings. <laughs> <That's not good>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love their love.
2: I think
0: you're. Did, did so you have a, a, a thought based on what she shared?
3: Um, no. I mean, I think I think what she said was really good because, um, you know, I can be a little sensitive sometimes. You know, I think I, I'm. I think I think you're more 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 emotional, but I'm more reactive emotionally. If that makes sense. So if something kind of sounds like, oh, well, you did this. I'm like, no, I didn't. And and the and the trip is. My son is starting to do a little bit of that as well. Yeah. And it always happens like that with us. Like Anything that I, I find myself doing where I'm falling or I'm not doing the right thing, my sons will then emulate some of that behavior, that pattern. And so I'm quick to say, no, I didn't do that. Instead of receiving and asking God, okay, God, what do you want me to get from what she's saying to me? And, and the more I do that, the less arguments we have. And the more we're in our word, the less arguments we have. The more we pray consistently, the less arguments we have. So it really just starts with how we set the tone, the atmosphere that I know that I'm responsible for, and then um, obviously what she said as far as how maybe she may say something so it doesn't come across as argumentative or or demeaning or or condescending.
0: So speak to, you have a situation. Situation comes up, or I'll use you to it's, so it's something that you think uh, Jamal should or should not have done. So, what would be the difference in the approach of what's wrong with you? For, why didn't why why didn't you do that versus helping him to realize something he needs to change?
4: Mm-hmm. One thing <clears throat> that I learned from you guys and Jamal is uh, oh, up. I'm sorry yeah. is to um, ask questions to get to the root of why the person did what they did. Um, Because a lot of times, you can look at things one way, but their intent is completely different. Mm -hmm. And so when we say, this is what you're trying to do, that is accusing them of something and already passing judgment. But if you ask the question, then you can get to the root, and then you can communicate and let them know, well, this is the impact that it had on me based off of what you did. How can we grow through this? And then it's received a whole lot better. Mm -hmm. And so that's I I do that sometimes, and sometimes I'm still working through it, but um, that's how we get to different levels of communication because we understand each other. So if we seek to understand by asking questions to get the background and the whole story and the intent, then we can move from there and progress. Mm -hmm. That's so good.
0: Mm -hmm. That's good. So Jamal, I have this question for you. You don't necessarily have to be specific. I'm going to keep it as surface as I can. So it's one thing navigating through... If somebody, you believe somebody's done something wrong and you, and you want to fix them, mm-hmm. I'd I use, Pastor Nelson, I've to try to fix things, uh, which is true. <laughs> but, but what if, well, I'll use me again, it's been, it was a process when I've done something wrong, you know, especially in my endeavor to make sure I dot my I's across my T's. So, how do you navigate through the reality of? Number one, if you've done something wrong, and then number two, the process in, in healing, because you ain't going to just change the habit because you recognize it, but in the process of changing. So how do you navigate through that?
3: No, yeah, that's really good. Um, for me, it's, it's more about, I guess what I used to do, I would try to put my hands on it. I would try to be more more forceful with the offense and then try to overcompensate not in a good way or not in a healthy way, and she'd be like, Dude, you're overbearing. Right. Like, why are you like around me? Like, can you just give me some time? Kind of what you were saying, Pastor Miller. Like, Savanna be like, Get out, get out. I'm like, No, nah, we're gonna talk about this, we're gonna do this right now. And She's like, This ain't the time, bro. She, it's not the time. So, that's <laughs> that's um, that's a, that's a little sneak peek into like what has happened, and you know, try to try navigate forward, not happening as much, but. For, for me, it's really about inter- interceding on, on the situation and really taking it to God and just praying. Um, I know what I have to do a better job is articulating to her when she is waiting for a response to not let her know, uh, to let her know what my process is. Sometimes I'll just get quiet and she'll be like, fool, you ain't got nothing to say? Like, like, I'm talking to you. Like, what, what are you doing? But what I told her I'm going to start doing is saying, hey. I hear what, what happened. I, I hear that's something that, that was that I've messed up on or I, I fell short. Let me to have a little bit of time. Let me talk to God and then I'll come back to you and we can communicate afterwards. So that's something I'm I'm trying to really implement into my arsenal. Uh, but far I'm not sure that even answered your question.
0: No, you you're get good.
3: Okay. Um, but but it really it really boils down to um, receiving. That's that's the number one thing for me. It's just receiving without deflecting. If I can receive without deflecting, and and I used to be like, I'm just going to take it. That's not what God wants us to do, just take it, right? He wants to get something from what you're you're actually putting in you. It's almost like eating something that, you know, has some nutrients but has a lot of bad in it. Whatever your body is going to break down is going to be the stuff that, or or take or absorb, is going to be the good stuff. So I just don't want to take what she tells me. I just don't want to take and just shut up for the sake of, not having an argument or trying to finesse or accommodate the situation. I want to learn from it because it's going to happen again. <laughs> it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And you're going to continue to fail the test unless you say, you know what? I want to receive whatever she's telling me so I can grow, I can learn, I can be a better man of God, and I can also be a better husband, in turn also be a better father. So mm-hmm. That's good. Do you have a question? Hmm.
0: Because i was just going to ask them there just to – Give everybody a takeaway. Mm. You, don't have you got a takeaway?
3: Uh oh. Uh. Mm. Mm. You go first. I said takeaway,
0: I'm sorry. I'm not, just a food for thought. So, so when they walk out of here.
3: Well, well, something that I was researching was the, um, I guess it's called a prefix, the prefix of calm, right? Communication, the prefix of calm, and it said in combination of, uh, together, um, with, And so if you think about some of the words that start with calm, you have, you know, commitment, um, you have obviously communication, you have communion, and those things really need two parties for it to to work. Um, Commitment sometimes might just be you committing to something else, but it's still your mind committing to your spirit or your mind committing to what God has purposed you to do. But also if you're in covenant, now you're committed to able to, to, to be able to flow with that individual, flow with that person. Mm-hmm. So I just say, just, just be conscious of what you are signing up for and understand the full circle of, of what it actually means and, and what, it, what it can actually translate to if we don't do it the right way. If you can do it the right way, which obviously you're going to fail along the way and that's okay, but if you're able to do it the right way, uh, God's able to use whatever that commitment, that covenant, and, and, and then also increase your communication skills so you guys can get over to the other side Uh, for your purpose, away from even all the pain. That's good. That's good.
4: Well, okay. Um, So, that was really good, baby. I feel like you studied for that a little bit. Okay. So, I think that um, the biggest thing is that, especially whenever you're in any kind of relationship, so whether it's a friendship um, a marriage, um, you have to understand that there is power in agreement. So, Minister um, what is, is it Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 13, or 3, 9 through 13, about the, um, like if you fall, like you it's have, four. Some, it's four. Okay, Ecclesiastes 4, everybody needs to read just the whole chapter. But it talks about just the power in your relationships in agreement, and how if someone falls down, but you have someone with you, they can help pick you up. Mm-hmm. So I just think, yep, that's my takeaway. Read that because <laughs> there is power in agreement.
2: So I just want to, I just want to kind of encourage everybody uh, in the place, uh, whether you are communicating with your spouse, your, you know, your neighbor, your children, um, know that communication is something that. Uh, is viable and needed. And we need to work on that on a consistent basis. Not just for today. Like work on it, like be conscious of it to to like really, you know, uh, like I said earlier, care about the person that you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, Care about how you're coming across. You know, like really spend some time thinking about the other person and how you affect. When you come in their space and you're talking to them, when you walk away, someone had mentioned that. When you walk away, how do they feel? You know, how do they really feel? And so I think, you know, communication is something that will always be forever evolving and getting hopefully better, but we have to like um, hone our craft on that. We've got to like really don't think that just because we got a, a tongue and a mouth, we can speak. You know, the, in fact, the scripture talks about that little member can set a blaze and, and hurt somebody. You know, so we, we have to really, really understand that God gave us this beautiful language of being able to communicate and talk to people, but there's a responsibility that comes with it. And I think, you know, if we take responsibility for what we say, for how we react mm-hmm. to the situations, then it'll be a much more smoother type of situation. The Bible also talks about blessed are the peacemakers. We want to be a peacemaker. And, and when you have that at the forefront of your mind, it's all about less fight to stay in peace. Let's fight to be in agreement. Let's fight, the real fight. See, that's a real fight. Right. You know, because the enemy's really trying to take us out. And he's using our words to do it. He's using our attitudes to do it. He's using whatever he can to tear each other down that's what really you're tearing each other down with 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 the way you uh react or treat people so i just think that um it's an ongoing thing but be mindful what are you doing to better your communication you know uh allowing the fruits of the spirit to to to, to hopefully tame us in areas that we're not as uh Uh, vigilant in, you know, with the love, with the peace, the patience and all of that. I mean, we need that. So, I just really want to encourage you, you know, uh, and I love something that Pastor said. uh, And I know this has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I just need to put this in there. When you're talking to somebody and you spend a lot of time trying to be understood, and someone's trying to give you a solution. You said this, and I thought it was so powerful. You said, why don't you just stop? Because it's like a person in quicksand. They're about to, they're about to die. And do, do that person say, well, let me tell you what really happened was, you know, so I just need you to understand this. No, that person needs to get the hand pulled up the, right. so that they, they, they can live. And I, I, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah, ex- uh,
0: ex- Explain it to me after you get out.
2: Right, right.
0: (laughs) You know, but he received the instructions to get out because you don't always have the time to justify why you got in. Right, right. (laughs) You have to get out.
2: So I just, just be mindful of just, gosh, there is a responsibility that comes with what comes out of my mouth. Mm. What comes out of my heart? Mm. Because with the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so when you start to speak and spew things that are unbecoming of Christ, because the scripture talks about we're created in God's image and after his likeness, right? Well, well, if we're created in Christ, what did Christ do? How did he handle uh, oppositions and things like that? You know what I'm saying? And so it just, it just to me, this is just a wake-up call. Like we really got to like, take responsibility for what comes out of this mouth and take responsibility even what you hear. You know, I mean, you, you got to take responsibility. You can't just uh, allow yourself to hear certain things that's not becoming of of you or Christ because I promise you, what you, what you take in the most is what you're going to end up saying. So, you know, if you're listening to uh, uh, hip-hop all day and, you know, the cursing all day, and, you know, you, it's going to just flow out of you. I promise you, it will just flow.
1: Amen,
2: <laughs> So... You know, just be watchful of the ear gate, the eye gate, uh, your mouth, uh, your heart, and, and I think we'll be good to go.
0: You know, and so, so, so what she said is powerful. We're, we're about to close out. Um, just go into these next few weeks or so, we're, we're about to be fast week, and just say to yourself, maybe they're not aware. You know, so you won't, you, you're not going to get offended if you go and say that maybe they're not aware. And then let your approach not be accusatory what's wrong with you, let your approach be, hey, are you aware of?
1: Right.
0: right? And uh, things will flow at least a little smoother. All right, let's stand on our feet. And could we thank this wonderful couple for...